podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. What a Saturday. It's October 5, 2019. And we have a lot to talk about. October 5, 2019 is the day Steve Jobs passed away. So let's give a few minutes of our time to think about everything that he's done. Although it's kind of impossible to encapsulate everything that he's done. And a man so wonderful and it it would be hard so let's just talk about a few things that we can remember him by Steve Jobs most famous Stanford graduation speech it's almost like a prayer for the disciples um, he discussed about this he said that death was the single best invention of life He said this, No one wants to die. Even people who want to go to heaven don't want to die to get there. And yet death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it and that is as it should be. Because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It is life's change agent. It clears out the old to make way for the new. Right now that new is you. But someday, not too long from now, you will gradually become the old and be cleared away. Sorry to be so dramatic, but this is quite true. Your time is limited, and so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Most importantly, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Death is the best invention of life. Let's discuss a few things that he also said. He talked a lot about love and loss. I'll read it to you. He said that about love and loss. When he was fired in apple he said i still loved what i did the turn of events at apple hadn't changed that one bit i had been rejected but i was still in love and so i decided to start over i didn't see it then but it turned out that getting fired from apple was the best thing that could have ever happened to me the heaviness of being successful was replaced by the lightness of being a beginner again. Less sure about everything. It freed me to enter one of the most creative periods of my life. I'm pretty sure none of this would have happened if I had not been fired from Apple. It was awful tasting medicine, but I guess the patient needed it. Sometimes life hits you in the head with a brick. Don't lose faith. 
I am convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love and that is as true for your work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. And like any great relationship, it just gets better and better as the years, years roll on. So keep looking until you find it. Don't settle. I hope you reflect about all these things. I can share my story, but my story won't be the same as yours. And a lot of companies' stories that we'll talk about would not be the same as this. There will be rhymes because history has a way of repeating itself. They just, they don't repeat, but they rhyme. But it's very good to study. Uh, what I like about Apple is that not a lot of people discuss this, but 1998, people actually thought that people will be bankrupt, that Apple will be bankrupt. Apple was on the verge of bankruptcy. Worried that it would be viewed as a monopoly without competition, Microsoft actually came to Apple's rescue with a $150 million investment. Hadn't that happened, we wouldn't have iPods, iPads, iPhones, or Macs. 1997. Apple co-founder Steve Jobs returned to the company in July of 1997. This marked the beginning of Apple's resurrection. You know, I shared an, an innovation speech of Apple 1997 to 1998, I think one of the best ways to study Apple is study them when he was down, how he bounced back, and how he made Apple great again. Apple said, you know, humbly, he explained this to the audience, if we want to move forward and see Apple healthy and prospering again, we have to let go of a few things here. We have to let go of this notion that for Apple to win, Microsoft has to lose. The era of setting up a competition between Apple and Microsoft is over as far as I'm concerned. This about getting Apple healthy is about Apple being able to make incredibly great contributions to the industry and to get healthy and prosper again. The lesson here is Jobs had a daunting task ahead of him, but he was not afraid to make difficult decisions to get a company back on track. He had to cut costly projects like Newton and align himself with a known competitor, Microsoft. These were controversial decisions that showed Jobs' authority, confidence, and smarts. There will be massive firing. Employees would be laid off. But sometimes these are just reincarnations. I'd like to tell you about the story of Kazirai, how he brought Sony from bankruptcy to billions. But that's another story that we would probably tell in your bedtime stories. 
but you know um 1998 apple was struggling they needed a good product to turn things around and 1998 they introduced the imac this was their solution the unique design which resembled the macintosh good products the life lesson here here to me to you what's your product to me my answer is i can teach i can probably teach people about investing how to do yourself your own investing portfolio how to coach you how to make your financial pizza pie how much cash do we put how much sausages salami and pepperoni how much exotic tomato green bell peppers or do we want like normal four cheese i'll give you a menu and hopefully that pizza will taste well over time like a classic uh i do believe that people have to own stocks i want you to own an amazon or an apple i want you to own excellence i want you to own the future that future could be the kellogg's future maybe a future of beyond meat at a low price please could be slack funko disney telaria roku conagra foods microsoft jd pintuoto alibaba the future has many possibilities it's best to have 30 names so that you have 30 ways of making it and adding to the best of your lineup would you want a docusign a mongodb elastic twilio pager duty or none of them would you have Yum Brands, Yum China, Shake Shack, Heidi Lau, Yoshinoya, Budweiser? You know, um, here's the thing. For the first time since 1995, Apple returned to profitability after three years. The company turned a profit of $309 million in 1998. The lesson here is Steve Jobs reportedly called the meeting at Apple, sat everyone down and said, you know what's wrong with this company? The products suck. There's no sex in them. Jobs' decision to throw resources into a new futuristic computer model drew, drew people's attention to Apple and it paid off. What's the lesson here? The best companies have the best products. If suddenly someone said, you suck, you make the worst products, that customer p- feedback is supposed to be a pivot for you. It's supposed to be a big sell signal if you fail to listen, even if the charts today are great. If the, comp- if the companies, the customers are saying that you suck, you're dead. It's dead. Now, if customers say, congratulations, I love your work, You know, that's a bullish chart for your life, even if the market doesn't see that yet. You should pay attention to these details. Growing companies, growing industries, qualities. You know that I like Conagra Foods. What you don't know is I recommended that even without looking at the chart. My theory was I want to study without bias. I dug it up, like what I read and learned. And then I didn't, you know, I saw the chart, my gosh, 31 went 27.8 in the last few weeks. Well, it so happened that I do believe I wanted Conagra Foods, the frozen meal trend, the no time to cook revolution, and all of that healthy trend. 
Sometimes the good thing about studying is that when you study without charts, you will stick to data. You'll stick to, you know, you will stick to customers' feedback. And when that data, as long as it's not falsified, it's so strong, you should buy that no matter. You should buy that no matter what. Take for instance Jollibee. People mostly will love these products, maybe ninety percent of the time. You have to pay attention to great products, great companies. Yes, pay attention to charts, but do not lose sight of the big picture too. Orange chicken soon with the great founders of Panda Express. To me, this Chinese family is really a story to tell, one of the best stories of the Philippines. So there's a Philippine beautiful company indeed. The name goes by the happy, you know, happy bee Jollibee. I think the companies you want to own, you wouldn't mind wearing a T-shirt. If you example proclaim to the world by wearing a logo of Jollibee, well, Uniqlo has a shirt that had Jollibee, and I bought it. You know, I wasn't afraid to show my true colors. People who love products don't hide. People who like to say they think different. What do you like, people? When you see people say. Nike, just do it. Yes, you'd fall to the trap here of falling in love with a product, regardless of valuation. This is just a first step. It's not the end of the research process. But great companies have great loyal, sometimes rabid fan bases, sometimes cult. You know, like the entire Omaha discipleship, the entire Tesla community, the entire Apple community, and now the Beyond Meat vegan community. The global appeal of long-term value investing is defined by your grandpa Buffett, who's eighty-nine years old this year. You know he likes moats, and that is such a great moat—a community that loves you. You know, in nineteen ninety-nine. Apple continued its resurgence, seeing healthier profits and thus healthier stock prices. Their sales grew three percent and profits doubled to six hundred million dollars, a ninety-four percent increase from the year prior. The lesson here: Apple began expanding its products beyond just computers with the release of the Final Cut Pro. They also noted what worked with the iMac and built out new products based on the proven success. Each success showed Jobs was turning the company around, and the company and the public grew more confident in Apple's stability. Lesson here is: under the reign of Steve Jobs, Apple proved they were not afraid to take risks and fail. Also showed that what went when something was not working, they could just quickly pull the plugs, change strategy as necessary. Jobs said, "We are gambling on our vision." But we would rather do that than make me two products. This ethos, I heard this in Jeff Bezos' annual shareholders letter this year. He said, "You know, I will fail, and my my failures will be broadcast in billions. But I'd like to risk and fail than never risking at all." Okay, I paraphrase that. You could read this the the real verbatim annual shareholders letter of Jeff Bezos, um, but. You know, he shared that he did a gamble with AWS. It was an informed speculation in his part. 
that cloud would be a massive success and Amazon Web Services is now the number one. Second is Microsoft Azure. Amazon Web Services is 50% contribution to Amazon's net income. Twitch started small. Amazon's Alexa started small. You still remember Kindle, um, Fire Phone? That was a big failure. What do you learn, guys? Well, you know, everything starts small. My bet on Beyond Meat was small. My bet on Dust is small. My bet on Telaria is small. My bet on Pintuotuo, Slack, Huya, Roku, Nintendo, Okado, Cooler, and Square Enix. You want me to name 5760 companies today? Because I have it in Excel. I made a small bet on Finma Energy. Never thought that would go wild. I have Silinx, Weipo, Momo, Electronic Arts, General Electric, Disney, PNB, East West, Jollibee, Philly Investland. Oh my god, I have Farfetch, that ugly loser. Yes, I make so many bets. You know, that's just 2019. 60 bets, 2019. My dad even tells me, Damn, Nikki, you bought something. You are trading a lot. And I said, Dad, I'm trying to invest. I'm really trying to spread myself to so many names, small positions only. It's all about the law of averages for me. You know, um, thank goodness, well, no matter how bleak or whatever recession things are happening, I just had more winners than losers. And I studied all my winners too, and I saw that, okay, I got this because it was a correct process. It was a secular trend. There was a correct framework in my head, and I let the market judge it for me. We can podcast throwback actually all of my bets. And you know, I wouldn't have changed my framework even if some of those bets resulted in losses. That's me. What got me the win also got me the loss. But we just spread out our bets. Focus on getting more winners. And if I have to reflect back, my mistake was I, will not, I did not enlarge my Beyond Meat even when I saw it was a winner. I did not enlarge my Fen, Finma Energy, even if I saw it was a winner. I did not enlarge my Pintuotuo, even if I saw it was a winner. Many of my big wins, I just had one entry. I didn't add nothing. You know, I, I chose Roku, 40-44. And when it kept on running, I didn't chase, even if it proved to me as a winner. At 78, I had to buy it, but I didn't. And I saw that I wanted to buy it. Fundamentally, I did. At 98, I wanted to buy it. I kept, for some reason, I didn't press the buy button. But I wanted it. Same reason, Twilio. I wanted it. I didn't press it. So, you know, um, what's the story here? Hold on to winners. But hopefully, I will learn to increase my sizes on my winners too. Doesn't matter if you have losers. Because you will. You, have to, you just have to know that you will have losers. So when you have losers, as much as possible, minimize it. If you can cut it with a, lo- a loss of a few percentages, that's good. You, you could always just get a winner. Um, 
one of the best things that Steve Jobs said in his life was about love and loss. He said, I still loved what I did. The turn of events at Apple hadn't changed one bit. I had been rejected, but I was still in love, and so I decided to start over. My question to you, are you in love? Because I think this is a powerful thing. You could be rejected all over again, but if you're in love, okay, probably there's something there. Okay, Steve Jobs said, I didn't see it then, but it turned out that getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. The heaviness of being successful was replaced by the lightness of being a beginner again. Less sure about everything, it freed me to enter one of the most creative periods of my life. Let me reflect this passage to my life. Investing. The heaviness of being right was replaced by the lightness of being wrong again. I made plenty of small bets so that if I'm wrong, so what? People ask me, isn't it weird? You're buying Beyond Meat at 63 to 69? That's 160% up a day ago. Because it debuted yesterday at 25 and I couldn't even buy the 25. I made the buy up at 30 and 40. I still couldn't get it. It was either I get it 68, 63, 69 or never. And I took it. And people probably thought, this is crazy. That was a small bet that paid off. I remember buying Fen, 1.3, and people said, oh, it's gonna sleep for a long time. But it didn't. It went on to be a 100% winner this year. But to me, it was a small bet. I just make a lot of small bets. Because we're less sure about everything. You know, I could love Funko, and I could turn out to be wrong. I love Phil Invest. I love Jollibee. I could turn out to be wrong. I could be wrong. You have to be aware that you could be wrong. And that would free you up if you could afford to be wrong. You would free yourself to many possibilities many choices if your entire life savings was disney and it failed what would you do even if it's disney even if it's amazon even what you think is the most stable company in worldwide earth whatever it is allow yourself to be wrong because that's what's gonna make you to be right if you never allow yourself the concept of being wrong that's what's gonna make you fail Now, Steve Jobs said, you know, I'm pretty sure none of this would have happened if I I hadn't been fired from Apple. It was awful tasting medicine, but I guess the patient needed it. Sometimes life hits you in the head with a brick. Don't lose faith. I'm convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I love what I did. You've got to find what you love and that is as true for your work as it is for your lover's. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. 
Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you will know when you find it. And like any great relationship, it just gets better and better as their years roll on. So don't settle. Keep looking until you find it. I tell this to myself, you know. There were several times that I really felt that I should quit. Because I was nothing. I wasn't good. I wasn't good enough. I told that to myself. I wasn't good enough. I just keep losing. I shouldn't even be in this industry. I should have just been somewhere else. Maybe something stable. Where I could have saved up and never lost money. So, of course that dawned on me. And when I was in that stage, you know, I talked to some people and asked, what should I do? I was losing myself already. I didn't just lose money. I was losing myself. And what kept me going was, in the end, confidence and probably love. You know, if I never loved really looking for companies, I wouldn't look for these winners for you. I wouldn't, you know, if I never loved teaching, this would be not a Saturday wherein I'd spend hours just wanting to talk about great companies, great CEOs. It's something I love, actually. I I love studying successful people. And just turns out that if you study successful people, you study successful products, they make actually great successful investments. They're not great trades. They're actually successful investments. Investments. That's what I realized. So I hope this Saturday you learned something. Thank you.